Welcome to the Law of Attraction in Action podcast. My name is Michelle Joy, and thank you so much for joining me. I'm here to inspire you to live amazing lives through the Law of Attraction and help you see how powerful you really are. In this podcast, you'll hear interviews, and I will give you inspirational talks on my Monday session. So thank you so much for joining me, and happy manifesting! Welcome to Love Attraction in Action. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. My name is Michelle Joy and I am your host. And today I bring to you people from all over the world and all walks of life who are here to share their journey around the Law of Attraction in order to inspire you to use the Law of Attraction in your life too. And this guest, guest is amazing. I'm so excited. Tell you all about her. Her name is Adora Crystal Evans, and she's led hundreds of thousands of people throughout the world with her expert teaching on business, femme manifesting, and spiritual living. She has been a producer on Discovery Channel, worked with celebrities, worked on the movie The Secret, featured in two Napoleon Hill's foundation books, and is currently working on a Think and Grow Rich film. And I have so many exciting questions for you because this sounds amazing what you're doing. But Adora, first I have to ask is how did you come into the law of attraction and how has it changed your life? Oh my gosh, so many ways. This is one of my favorite topics too. So thank you so much for uh, holding space for this conversation because every time we hear a conversation about this from anywhere that we hear it, it elevates our energy, washes our mind. And so I love that you're providing that for people. And I love the opportunity to join in on your uh, podcast and, and in this conversation now. It's elevating. Yay. Yay. So, um, you know, it's the, the actual phrase law of attraction came into my life uh, in one time, but I'd like to say I've had so many profound experiences with the, the law of attraction. Probably the very first one, I just realized this the other day, uh, the first conscious kind of creation, um, my spiritual awakening was through Christ. I'm here in the South and I have an expanded spirituality that makes room for a lot of places, included fem, including fem manifesting. And, you know, I've lived in Egypt, I've, all kinds of things, but, um, I was 19 years old. I found out I was pregnant. I was terrified of pain. I'm going to make sure I turn off my Facebook so that we don't get those little pings. I know, right? So sorry about that. Yeah. So um, I was terrified of even getting my ears pierced again. And so I, I was going to a church that was all about God is good all the time. God is for us. We are blessed. We are healed. That you know, Christ came and redeemed us and all this stuff. So I found this book called Supernatural Childbirth. And it was all about birth and the curse of pain and birth was part of the curse and that we've been redeemed. And so it had all these scriptures and stories of painless, beautiful, natural childbirths. So I took these note cards and I wrote out all of these scriptures like i you know uh that i'm redeemed from the curse and then the rest were things like um i'll know exactly you know when to to go to the hospital that my uh, muscles will stretch in the right place that will it'll be painless and beautiful and joyful and natural and i won't have any stretch marks like i detailed out a whole 
index card flip book full of desires. And the fear of pain drove me to obsessively read that. I recorded it, I listened to it, and I ended up having this really magical, I was in a little town, they only had one birthing room at the time in that hospital, which meant if you didn't get the birthing room, you moved from room to room in different phases of birth. My ex-husband looked at me and said, hey, it's time for us to go to the hospital. I went to the hospital. They're like, you're crazy. It's your first baby, but okay, we'll check you in. We got the birthing room. Five minutes later, another lady walked in and asked for it. I basically took a nap, woke up a couple hours after waking up uh, and my water breaking had my baby laughing with my ex-husband's tears falling on my chest. The nurse is saying, no, don't push. You know, the doctor's not here yet. Um, and, and that was probably, even though I didn't know it was law of attraction, it is that really feeling into a beautiful desire, painting that picture so beautifully that the faith causes, you know, alignment and just like childbirth is actually very natural. And I know there are different cases, you know, and different experiences, but in general, you know, a cat goes into a closet and comes out with babies. You don't hear much, just like we're designed for these things. I really believe, you know, the energy of law of attraction and the, the it, it's our nature, you know, mm -hmm. it, it really is. And I have, like you, so many stories. So um, I'll pause for a moment in case you want to ask something else or if you just want to, another story, oh, no, I'll give you great. a good screen. That's, that's great. But I like that you said um, that you got very clear about your intention with the childbirth, but you didn't really know what law of attraction at the time. I had so many stories before I knew about law of attraction, about how I wanted to visualize with the world. What, what, like when I was, um, with, got pregnant with my second son. My, my ex-husband didn't want any more kids, but I was like telling anybody and everybody, I was even like talking about what kind of stroller I would use. I was like trying to think about like what the logistics were. And yet I was with a husband at the time who was like, no way. And I miraculously got pregnant from him. <laughs> so it, it was, to me, it was all law of attraction. I didn't know about it then. Um, but I, I think I want to stir this conversation or steer this conversation because right now we're in a pandemic and this is one of the first interviews I've done during the pandemic. And I think it's something to really talk about and kind of, we can help people because something that I've been thinking a lot about, and I would love your, your input and your, your advice to people as well is how we can use the law of attraction, to help us get through this. Cause one thing that I realized as you were, you know, doing those little note cards and you were visualizing this great birth, this was nine months before you gave birth to this baby. And you're like, this is how it's going to look nine months from now. No, there's no option. This is how it's going to look. And we do now knowing that nobody knows where we're going. We know this is a crisis. We know, we know nothing. We know to know nothing at this point, except to stay. So how could we use this time with law of attraction to see a better world? What's, what's your views on that? Yeah. So I, I think this is such a great question and it's more important than ever that we use these tools that we know right. and that uh, for me, I do a lot with FEM manifesting. What um, is that exactly? So yeah. And then uh, I know I took us off on a little side thing. So, you know, I spent a lot of years manifesting, thinking grow rich. I read a book was waitressing. And then a few uh, weeks later I was producer on the discovery channel, right. Through, 
writing out my definite purpose, feeling it, seeing it. And I spent a lot of years and I found law of attraction. I spent a lot of years, you know, putting down goals, putting down visions, proclaiming them enthusiastically, feeling them. And I would have like certain things come through like, but am, and they could be amazing, bigger than life stuff. I couldn't even beyond what I imagined, right? Delightful and surprising. And then some things that just stayed on the list and stayed on the list and stayed on the list. And I, I couldn't, you know, quite figure it out. That took me on a journey of uncovering, okay, why are some things coming in and some things aren't? And what I've come to really believe are a couple things. One, that most of the manifesting things we've been taught, most of them, not all of them, Abraham Hicks and, and even the beautiful men who have taught manifesting, like I learned first from Napoleon Hill, mm-hmm. who was a really forward thinking man, rich. but, mm-hmm. but they're coming from the perspective of well-meaning men and their best experience of how to get things done. And then women come and they take up all those tools and go, yes, this is amazing. I'm going to do it exactly the way you said. And we rely on that same, same tools that work, right? Uh-huh. But there is another element to manifesting and birth. I'm glad it makes sense that I started there. There's another element to manifesting that is that creative, receptive, intuitive, like think about it, through the body of a woman and only through the body of a woman, a spirit comes from wherever spirits come, live in a woman and then physical reality walks about on our planet. That happens through the vessel of a woman. We are the original manifestors. We are the original portals. I love you said that. Spirit into physical reality. And so Mm -hmm. with that, there are gifts that are written in our very nature, that are written in our nature um, about the way we receive. Like if you think about, and and I'm, I'm not speaking to gender, even though I am, I love men, I love women, masculine, feminine. I'm just playing, we all have masculine and feminine energies in our body and we need that whole system flowing and working optimally, right? Mm -hmm. But For many of us, the feminine elements have been squelched with this go, 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 do, do, do. Even the quiet time, because it's a checklist, it'll optimize my time and make me a better human being, right? (laughs) Uh I put on lipstick because it shows I care about myself. I'm going to do yoga because, you know, check, 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 check. Uh And and so there are elements to, to manifesting, especially as a woman, that are, it's like our machinery. It's our, it's like we're desire making machines. I mean, just how many women have been outside, messy hair, don't care, ponytail, feeling like crap, and suddenly you got the construction workers whistling at you, every man's opening the door and you have no idea. Like, how is this happening, right? Like in our nature, we create desire. And the universe, there, there's a way that when we're tapped into our receptive, feminine, playful, intuitive, receptive, in love with the beauty, in love with the play, like smelling the roses for the sake, what, the sake of roses, right? Nothing else, but they're pretty and soft. And why some sometimes, and this may not be every woman, but you know, you can spend hours just trying on clothes and playing with fabrics. I mean, we've all had something that's done that to us, whether it's painting, dancing, 
writing, whatever. And so from the space of set an intention, feel it, drive it, do it, there's only so much that, that comes in. And from the space of really working with our feminine elements as well, um, especially because I chose to come in as a woman. And so I'm naturally designed with certain, just like in lovemaking, I've heard it before, you know, a man can be like a microwave, like just put something naked in front of him and boom, he's ready to roll, you know? And a woman, though we may have moments like that, I heard it once described as like, we're more like crock pots, you know, there's <laughs> adoring and loving and simmering and, you know, building up, but then we keep going for a while, right? Uh -huh. It's like, so there's something, right? So there's something in that, that says something about our nature as well, that receptive, slow feeling, sensing, not just because I said so, let's get it done, let's make it happen, go drive to it. Now, what's the goal? It's, it's, um, and so the work that I do is really helping in Femme Manifesting, I do have a book coming out in the next couple of weeks, um, is yeah. all about sinking into what it is in, to align with our, our feminine elements as well as the masculine manifesting so that we can play through play through lightheartedness through the senses through kind of that imagining um and so that brings me to your question about um in this with this pandemic going on what do we do you know first of all it's the time to one, yes, breathe and accept and be present with, we live in a new reality right now. For a certain period of time, we are in our homes, right? So resisting it, uh, what you resist persists, right? So resisting it is just misery, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's a time to go, wow, the world is, is different right now. We're in a global timeout. We're in a global right. go to your room and think yeah. about yourself for a moment. Think about what you want. <laughs> think about your living. You know? Right, right. Um, and so from that place of non-resistance, then of course do the things we need to do. If you go out in public, wear a mask, you know, honor people, stay at home, keep your distance, you know, do all the things that, that they're saying to do, but feed your vision and feed your faith because how things are created are by creating the vision of the future right. so that we can call it in and light our heart up, light our love energy up. So see the grocery, you know, the grocery stores full of toilet paper, and <laughs> right. you know, more bidets, maybe it's time for right. the U.S. to right. a trend. I certainly have one here, less yeah. weight. Think about what are you really here for? What do you really want? What do you really, you know, um, with life being such a precious time that we know we exist, at least in this body, in this form, every day we wring our energy out to something. It's mm -hmm. like, wring it out. So it's like you take a person, step away from yourself and imagine just wringing out that day's energy for something. And, you know, a lot of those somethings were just momentum, you know, get up, go to work. And I know many people are dedicated to beautiful things, right? Mm -hmm. But 
but when you realize that you've only got so much, you're ringing out, ringing out, ringing out, and then we start whatever game is beyond this, is uh -huh. what do you want to ring that in? What is worthy of you? What is worthy of you? And I would say it's things like laughter, like love, like play. So in this space of stillness, really feeling into what do you want, also create some structures for yourself of when is your spiritual practice? When are you going to move your body to get adrenaline out of the body? You know, visualizing just for the fun of visualizing. Wouldn't it be really fun if I could fly in a private jet and taste a cloud and it tasted like cotton candy? Maybe that's not, maybe that's a little out there. But what I'm saying with that statement is let your mind have yeah. some freedom and playfulness in it. Because when we plant the seeds now, that's the thing. Planting seeds now is where those things do show up because we're preparing our future right now. And I always say to people, this is such a actually blessed time because we have time to really focus on what we want. We have time to get clear about what we want. We have time. And the thing is, like you were saying, when you visualize and the, like little fantasy of being in the clouds, like it feels good. It feels good. So people are saying, I don't know how to feel good now. How do I feel good now? The world around me is falling apart. And when Abraham Hicks would always say, if your reality, stop focusing on the reality, focus on what you want. And that's the opportunity of visualizations. So this is really great advice. And can I actually sidetrack a little bit? Because I want to hear about how you've obviously visualized yourself into an amazing life. Give us some examples of things that you you one at one point besides you know having a very easy birth delivery of your baby what other things have you like visualized this is this is inspiration people need to hear what things have you done yeah i'd love to and i and i also love to give some tips for managing in the moment right now as you're connecting them to the visualization so if we have time and if oh, we absolutely want. so yeah, yeah. um well here's one example so i was I, I went over this story quickly but i was working at in a nightclub and I knew that it was not the life that I wanted for myself. But at the time, I could not see how I would create a better reality for myself. So I was still reading all these books and, you know, doing all these things. And, but I knew it wasn't aligned. But I also at the same time, you know, I, it, was, it took me a while to have the guts to think, okay, there's something else out there for me. Well, something terrible happened. I was drugged and raped. Someone mm. put rohypnol in my tea. Um, and it put me in one of those contemplative moments of like, okay, crossroads, what's next? What's next for me? And so I was reading Think and Grow Rich. And um, it was like a Thanksgiving evening or something. I was alone, but it felt good to be alone. And in this kind of like, okay, where am I going from here? And so definiteness of purpose is the first chapter. And it's about getting really clear. And so I was naive and playful enough to go, well, if I could really do anything, like really and be paid for it, I would love a job where I'm interviewing successful people. Like Napoleon Hill is interviewing these successful people. He wasn't paid for it. I would love to be paid for it. And I started reading that out loud with all my heart, super enthusiastically, you know, three days, um, three times a day, like he suggests. Mm -hmm. And I got a call from someone and no one knew I had these goals. Someone I'd met in that nightclub. And he said, listen, there's a job that I had in my twenties. It gave me an incredible skill set. 
they're hiring. I think you would be great for it. I can, I can introduce you, but you're going to have to pass these psychology tests and all this stuff. And I was just like, this was somebody I'd seen go from zero to multimillionaire. And I was just like, whatever you say. So I went past all the tests and um, ended up that I was a producer on the Discovery Channel for Pat Summerall Productions. And my job was calling CEOs of 10 million plus companies. And it was a sales process. They had to pay to be featured. However, um, 30 to 45 minutes of my call was me interviewing them and getting uh -huh. to know them and seeing what the story would be and if they're fit. So, and I wasn't even done with the book. I wasn't even done with the book. And I, I had so many things like that, like, um, you know, I wanted to be, I wrote down, I wanted to do something uh, with the Napoleon Hill Foundation. I wanted to be worthy of doing something in one of their books. And um, they didn't know I had that goal, called me, invited me to write. I danced um, in California, uh, around California with Telemundo for a little period of time. Just And that was pure. It wasn't even on my goals. I just always loved dancing and all the years of watching Dirty Dancing and imagining dancing, I guess, um, did that for me. Um, I got to work with a designer who dressed prints his entire career and walk actual red carpets. I got to work with, um, I mean, there are just so many like that, that I wrote down mm -hmm. that were so far away. And, and here's one thing that I would um, say about the power of, you know, writing down things and really aligning with them is that one, you've got it like you've got to do it you don't have to do anything but you do it like if you care about where your life is going dennis waitley says it's kind of like a goal positioning system gps it's like putting oh, the gps that. into your mind and energy of like hey this is where we're going next be patient because it's so funny like the patience there are some things like for 20 years, I've said I'm a writer, speaker, and I'm just doing my first book, right? So all these things had to really unfold for me to, for one, I had to sit down and actually write to become a writer. That was right. a big holdup, right. right? I kept waiting for something to grab me and, and have me do it. Um, and then the other thing is, it's not all about where you're going. So as much as we're saying yes, right here visualize because that's visualize the full shelves visualize yourself in concerts and loving your family visualize yourself happier and better and stronger because we do need to cast that vision but then right here in this moment i always look at it like a lifetime is made up of a string of little moments mm -hmm. so if you put together the moments on this call at the end of the hour we're gonna go my life felt pretty good this last hour right uh -huh. and then you take your hours and put those together now you look back at the day and you go how is my life today right at the end of the year that's made up of all these days right and then at the end of life you've got all these years so we've got to be masterful 
or invite you to become mindful and masterful. And I'm practicing just like everybody else, you know, uh-huh. managing that moment. And that yeah. moment isn't just about where do I want to go, but it's about sinking into the moment and finding the yummy right here mm-hmm. and expressing, like calming the nervous system right here, right now. And so some things that, that I think are great for doing that right now in this pandemic, of course, meditation, working out, we, even in good stress, we store adrenaline in our body and it needs to move. So when there are other like uncertainties, like move that body, get, pull up YouTube, do some Zumba, get outside, go for a walk, go for a run, but move your body. Tony Robbins always says motion affects emotion. So you really do need to move. I agree with you. A hundred percent. The other thing is many of you have kids at home, like get in their world. And when I say get in their, their world, I have a, I have an eight year old and sometimes getting in her world means I just shimmy back at her and we're having a pose party and a like, you know, go into the world of a child. Like if you've got children there, it's the time to laugh, play, blow bubbles, wrestle, maybe not blow bubbles, but you know, any of the, any of the things that you can do to really lighten up, like lighten up. Life is happening. We we see a better, brighter future, but life is right here, right now. Right. And so the more you're embodying that feeling right now, the more resourceful you are, the more the quality of your life is impacted, the more the actual, when you look back at however long this takes, you're going to have an, an idea of how that was for you. And yeah. was it that you were always waiting for when you got to the other side, trying to only force a new vision? Or were you, you know, delightfully casting the vision for the future, but really making the most of the life that you have? Well, like, you kind of need to do both. And Think and Grow Rich talks about that, how, you know, you're in a, like, a lot of people are actually lost their jobs. And we're, imagine us being at home is the job we hate, right? We're like, I don't like the situation. And what Napoleon Hill says, you need to find um what's good about the situation and that what happens is when you just find the the gratitude or the grace i can't remember the words exactly but you feel good in that position then you will grow into something else but we can't go um sit in a position that we're hating and keep hating it because we'll get to keep ourselves there we need to find the gratitude so one thing that i've been doing every day every morning i've been waking up and writing down my appreciation journal And then I'll write like a little story about something I want to manifest in the future. I do it in stories. So it's, it's kind of like how I see my vision of my life. And, you know, as many people know, have been listening to me for a while. I want to manifest an alpaca farm. So I talk about the alpacas. And this morning I was writing about how one of the alpacas gave birth to a Kriya, which is a baby alpaca. And I, I just, I just wrote out this beautiful vision. And so I start my day that way. And then I go meditate and like little things. And then I go for a walk. So I'm doing everything you're saying, but Adora, when, before all this, when I, I, like many of us, I came into this as an, almost like a crisis mode. I was really, really scared and unhappy. And I felt my body contracting and that's why the release is so helpful. So um, everything you're saying is golden. And I think it's what people need to hear right now. So I'm really, really grateful. Any other advice you have for people? Yeah, I've got a couple of things. I love it. And I love what you're doing. I love that so much. I also write in stories or I say them out loud. Wouldn't it be fun if, wouldn't it imagine, wouldn't that be so fun? I love that you're 
doing that. And I like everyone feel the contraction moment. It only takes a few news headlines, right? Ping it right. and have you go, okay, what am I going to do? Right? So this is normal. It's mm -hmm. part of the human yeah. experience. So uh, another great one is you can simply just go into your heart space. Imagine that you're right in your heart space. I like to close my eyes because it helps me sense. And you imagine a moment when you felt so much love, like so much crazy love. One of them, I can see any of the times I first looked into the eyes of my children when they were born, like overwhelming love, feel into it. And then imagine connecting that love to all the love of the universe. So I like to pretend the back door of my heart is opening and it's connecting to that love. And I allow all that love to wash through my body, to radiate through my body, through every cell in my body. I imagine that love washing the walls of my home, washing the walls of, of or the streets of my neighborhood, wrapping around the globe, connecting to all the love and highest light in every human being, animal, thing, you know, every element. Um, and that kind of activity and allowing it to just move through your body is a great internal wash and really great for amplifying the vibration. The other, the other well, thing. Well, can I just say real quick, I actually did a solo session where I did that almost exact meditation. So people are listening to me be like, wait, 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 Michelle's done that, which is great. Ah, so that that's so funny. We're so aligned. <laughs> I know we're so aligned. Like I did a guided meditation, like how you imagine something you love. Imagine that first, let that love grow, then it goes outside your body and everybody. And that's exactly what you said. So everybody here, we're completely aligned right now. <laughs> yeah, it's our first conversation. I love it. I love it. Yes, okay. yes to more alignment. Yes. 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 Obviously great advice coming from two of us now. <laughs> yeah. So you know it's double. It's so if you heard both times and you haven't done it yet, it's your time, baby. It's your time, right? <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that I love, so there was a period of my life where I really shut down. I went through a really tough divorce. It was really tough. And there were some things in there that challenged me at levels I'd never been challenged, like hugging the wall, sobbing, kind of dark, mm -hmm. right? And I got a great, a lot of great lessons out of that. I went into deep rooted strength that I didn't even know that I had, right? Like GI Jane, just woo. Mm -hmm. But what I ha had not realized in two years of driving hard and go, go, which brought me into the fem manifesting, right? Is that I stopped, I've always loved velvets and gold and girly and lush and playful makeup and all that jazz. And I, I completely shut all of that desire off, right? So with my choosing to shut off certain emotions, I also lost access to the full range of other parts of myself. And so on the healing side of that or the opening side, and I think this is a great analogy because we're we're in a, a time that is like, it's a shutdown, it's contracted, we're, we're staying inside and at least from a global experience, mm -hmm. right? We're in this mm -hmm. group timeout. Um, and I remember that as I started to wake up again to beauty, to velvets, to glitters and makeup and just fun, fun for the sake of it, mm -hmm. um, I decided to go to a burlesque class 
And at that burlesque class, you know, there was first the awakening of all the nerves just walking in like, oh my gosh, she's going to be in there. And what are they going to think? And, you know, seeing all the other people and trying to play it cool, but my lips sweating because I'm like, what's about to happen? Um, the leader was a drag queen who so embodied feminine energy. I was like, oh my gosh, to even have an ounce of that right now. And after about an hour of rolling my hips and flipping my hair and just all that sensual energy running through my body, just for me, I didn't go there to learn a routine to do for somebody else. It was like just the feeling of that woo la la again was so incredible that I walked out and I felt like the wind was flirting with me, like the birds were flirting with me. It opened up not only vitality and resource, but that's how I discovered, wait, there's, this is impacts my manifesting mm -hmm. because suddenly I started manifesting all these incredible things again, almost effortlessly. Where before I was like, I'm G.I. Jane, I can take it up the hill. I've got a vision like <laughs> Goggins and Jocko. Uh -huh. but, um, but with here, it was like, how about I put you in a red helicopter and fly you to the top of the mountain where there's a nice, you know, table and a well-dressed, handsome waiter ready to serve you, you know? Uh -huh. It was just a totally different feeling. So uh -huh. something I've done in my uh, Femme Manifesting group this past week is I had the women make a playlist of their favorite sexy, sexy, sensual songs and find some time alone just to move and rock and feel that feminine, sensual energy flowing. Because uh -huh. again, a woman's body, when we're in fight or flight, you shut down, uh -huh. you're not open. So mm -hmm. that that kind of openness, and I'm not talking about sexuality. I'm not talking even about like, you need to go express this to anybody else. I'm just talking about the feelings of openness, of, of, of being in your groove, Stella got her groove back kind of feeling uh -huh. again is the opposite. And that's what we're looking for right now. Where are feelings of open? Where are mm -hmm. feelings of calm? Where are feelings of play? Where can we find the pockets of joy? So for some of you, that may be right up your alley and exactly mm -hmm. what you're looking for right now. Um, yeah. I think it embraces, I, what I love that you said, it embraces who we are. And as women, I think we are, in a, especially entrepreneur women, we're in a very masculine driven, ego driven world. And so to tap into that playful, that um, sensual, that, um, that energy, like even just with you, I'm very feminine too. Like I always wear lipstick. I always have earrings. Like I just, um, I'm very girl. Like when I walk my sweetie jokes, I have my hand out, like, you know, <laughs> my mom's the same way. I'm so feminine, but I love my femininity and it actually helped me attract my soulmate too by allowing my femininity to come out. And that wasn't an attraction base. It was more of an energetic, this yeah. is who I am. I truly am this. And I went through a period, um, a couple of periods in my life where I didn't wear makeup. I feel like I needed to be like when I was in nursing school, I thought I just need to be like everybody else. And I stopped wearing makeup and I wore jeans and t-shirts like everybody else. And I was miserable. And then I took a break and then I like 
came back and I cut my hair in a pixie cut. I put back my makeup and put on fun jewelry and I'm like, there I am. So I think what you're saying is you align with who you really are. You let that energy come out to play. You're not afraid of being you. And when you do that, you will start attracting some amazing things because you are attracting from the most powerful parts of you. And that's, that's the good stuff, right? Yeah. And even like, if you look at chakras for people who believe in and pay attention to the energy bodies of chakras that center that where the womb space is is the creative center it is both where babies are born but it's also right. where spiritual is created into reality it's where businesses are born it's where so when you're shut down there that creates some stagnation so finding ways to tap into that and so honor yourself, honor where you are. It's not, if you don't love makeup, it's not about putting on makeup if you don't love makeup. We love makeup, we love right. girly stuff. It's about what is that surrendered mm -hmm. feminine part of you? What is her expression? Yeah. And for some people, I have girlfriends that what that looks like is being in the trees in like very earthy, no makeup, and it's very feminine and bohemian kind of right flow and so whatever that is for you and i find listening to a really sexy song and allowing yourself to move to it or taking a nice hot bath while you're listening and really not for the sake of check i did that but feeling the music in your body it's going it's going to communicate to your body hey you're safe mm -hmm. to feel these feelings you're safe right here and it, and it helps to open the energy centers, right. the creative manifesting. Yep. Yeah. It's so good. And it all comes back to, we have control of our lives by what we focus on. And we just need to um, let that, I always say, follow your joy. Um, but what I love about it is to follow your truth, your allow your femininity to come out. I mean, this has been such a great conversation, Adora. Thank you so much. Um, I definitely want people to reach out to you if they, if they want to know more about what you do with your coaching and training and all that. How, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Yeah, so a couple things. Um, on Facebook, Adora Crystal, you can find me there on uh, Instagram. It's at Adora's Groove. Um, I have a 30-day femme manifesting game that I've allowed people to pay what they want. So even if they want to play for free right now, they can. So that's at uh, themajesticmoneygame.com. Awesome. Yes. Well, thank you so much. I have no doubt in my mind that people are going to reach out to you, including me, because this sounds awesome. We all need this advice and support. And I love all of your great stories. I know people heard them. Anything is possible. Everything is possible. And also, when you allow that best part of you, that divine self to flow through you. That is when life gets so good. Mm -hmm. So good. And we're letting it flow right now. Feel yes. it. Flowing, yes. Flowing, yes. <laughs> and we're sending it all to you who are listening. So thank you everyone for listening. If you have a story on the law of attraction, you want to share with my, my listeners, please reach out to me by going to my website at michelle-joy.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-E-J-O-Y.com. And thank you everyone sending you love and happy manifesting. Thank you again for listening and joining me on my podcast. 
If you want to learn more about me, please go to my website at michelle-joy.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-E-J-O-Y.com. And on there, I have lots of goodies, including guided meditations and inspirational posts and blogs. And of course, I'm here to help you as your coach. So thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.